0: Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader
1: in 5G coverage.
2: Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com.
0: Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader
1: in 5G coverage.
2: Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at
1: T-Mobile.com. You're
2: listening to the Heroes Podcast Network.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Kaiju Curry House. I am your guest derek this week as we talk about the alien franchise i have your normal regular lovely hosts of the show um hi, i mean hi guys how do you want to introduce yourselves do you have an order that you go in
3: no <laughs> no <laughs> uh, well not as
0: normal that's never happened before there we go throw out the plan no. <laughs> okay my name's alex that's me uh, getting rid of the so- plan
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, plan's gone up. are supposed to have structure?
0: So that that was Alex. We have Alex, and then that was Joe. Hi, Joe. And then Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, Derek. Thanks
2: Howdy. for coming on. <laughs> um, Humble yes. Paul we introduced as <laughs> Chairman Paul a couple of weeks back, and that, that was good. That was a nice moment. The man, the man, the myth, the legend, the chairman of the board himself. And like all good CEOs, he's not always seen, but he's in the background, because
3: yes. he's a puppet master. I pull the strings.
0: That's a little creepy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right, folks.
4: So let's start off like we do with every podcast. And I will ask you, Derek, because you're our guest. What have Kaiju been up to?
0: You know, it's actually mainly been rewatching the Alien anthology films to prep for this podcast. Uh, I hadn't seen some of them in a while. So I decided to go through and rewatch the original four, which are the the quadrilogy the alien yeah. quadrilogy I think they called it back at one point
4: when you okay I'm gonna cut you off when you say original oh okay. are you talking original original or director's oh, cuts I watched the
0: director's okay. cuts and special editions so oh, yeah good I, on I've got i got go. the yeah. uh, the Blu-ray anthology box set that comes with the theatrical and then either directors nice. or special so I decided to watch the specials for each of those yeah which it's is good quite a-
4: quite harrowing some of that material. It's
0: good stuff. <laughs> um it's kind of nice they have like little intros with their directors for the most part, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. I wish movies I, I wish director's cuts did that more often. I think that would be neat. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm uh, I'm in the United States on quarantine lockdown here in the Midwest and I've been staying home and uh playing a lot of video games. That's been about it. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds pretty good to be honest. be honest. I mean, I'm fine. I'm, I'm yeah. doing fine. I, yeah. I can keep myself busy at home. You know, it's not not too tough for me. I'm used. To, I, I can do remote work and things like that. I'm comfortable with all that, and I like my house and my dog.
4: There we go. Well, as we follow the tradition, it is now your turn to ask oh, somebody.
0: Okay. Well, then let's go, Paul. What have Kaiju been up to? Ooh.
3: Uh, well, Alex is going to love this because I just want to briefly talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey to say that I've now finished <laughs> because it has torture in it.
4: Okay, we finished. We finished. <laughs> this is the light at the end of the tunnel.
3: So I just want, yeah, I just want to let you know that I have now. I haven't completed it, but I'm I'm done playing. I spent just over 108 hours in it, yeah. and I'm calling right. it quits now. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it's, it's an amazing game, but I just can't. I've yeah. got to play something else. I was like, I need another single-player game to play. So, yeah. Alex, um, I've stopped playing that. I will not mention it again on this podcast. You have my word. Thank you, sir. Um, but I have been playing uh, also a co-op game online with a friend called Gears of War 5. Yes. Which is definitely a kaiju game, because that's got small creatures. It's got big creatures. Yeah. There's lots of creatures. There's lots of guns. There's chainsaw guns. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, I've been playing the campaign with a friend, and it's it's just great. It really is, if you like shooting monsters you know uh cover squad based combat you can't go wrong with the gears franchise especially this way it's a return form it's really good so mm-hmm. just uh to...
4: when you say chainsaw guns yeah. is this a gun with a chainsaw or does it shoot chainsaws? A chainsaw.
3: <laughs> no no it's, it's a because <laughs> if it's shot chainsaws
4: that would be even more epic in my mind are the chainsaws going when they're
3: fired uh, so you can you can shoot sort like um like the buzz saws and that'll that'll Chop enemies. Like in, like, in Wild Wild yeah. West.
2: The Oh, don't mention our film. Yeah. Wicky
3: <laughs> You shut your mouth. Wicky <laughs> Wild <Wiki-wow-wow. laughs> <laughs> No, so it's a, it's a machine gun with a chainsaw mounted to it, so if someone comes up close, you can just, you know, cut them in half, as you would. It's, it's very vicious, but I love it. Can't do much else with a chainsaw, to be fair.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you cut chains to open doors. That happens a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, that's true, yeah.
3: yeah
0: Hell that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Gears
2: of War so, yes, games. So I have never played a single Gears of War game. Uh with not being a okay. big Xbox gamer, they kinda of pass me by, but from what I've seen at a distance, they do strike me as like sort of no nonsense guns and monsters uh mindless action, which looks quite good fun. Yeah, it's good Arcadey fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, four and five definitely have a bigger plot with, like, some emotional baggage to them that the first three Yeah, don't they're have. trying to
3: put a good story to it.
0: I mean,
2: by the size of the blokes in those games, how can they even lift their arms? The muscles are that big. It's like some of the incarnations of Wolverine in the X-Men comics. It's like, look at the size of him. Like, it's preposterous how big his delts are. Goodness
3: sake. Well, he's got big guns to carry around.
0: <laughs> yeah. The younger characters are more realistic looking. It's just the older guys. They're just huge. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, think they're, they're trying to phase out the, the bulkiness in the, in the mm-hmm. newer games. Uh, and there's that one that I can't remember the name of the creature. There's this one giant creature that's got like um, cannons on his arms or like machine gun. And it's, like, it's kind of like Dino Riders. Gigan. G- Gigan. Yeah. <laughs> Gigan doesn't fire anything, does he? Actually. Lasers. Your description
2: there. I'll tell you what that reminds <laughs> me of. Um, the Warhammer 40k Tyranids. The whole kind of, like, um, everyone's gone quiet there. No Warhammer gamers amongst <laughs> you?
3: <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know I know what Tyranids tira- but...
2: are. Yeah, okay, so in 40k, one of the armies... Yeah. I'd have to Google um, it. The, the Tyranids are basically xenomorphs with guns, that, that that's what they are.
3: Okay. Imagine, yeah, I suppose it, it's more like Rankle size with guns.
0: Right, right. Yeah. That's what the Alien movies were missing, was guns for the xenomorphs.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Queen with Guns. The Queen yes. with Guns. That sounds like a really, really good film. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, I'll move this along. Uh, Alex, what have Kaiju been up to?
2: See, I think you need to ask Joe, because Joe looks dead behind me in the eyes. He
0: looks a little sad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's hurting inside. What have Kaiju been up to? Actually, quite a bit. Um, it's been great. So, with the kind of enforced lockdown. I spent a lot of time with my daughter and her kind of, her carrot for the day of good behaviour has been once we put her brother to bed, she gets half an hour of a film, just me and her. And that might not sound like much, but what's been quite nice is we've just been slowly chipping away at films. And we started with the 2014 Godzilla movie, which she really enjoyed. Apart from saying, is Godzilla ever in this? And I wanted to say, go to Twitter. (laughs) There are lots of people with that opinion as well. (laughs) go search them out. Um, And we've just started as of last night on Kong Skull Island and she's really got into that because I figured that it's a little bit edgy, you know, playing sort of a 12 certificate for her, but it's kind of that older film, daddy and daughter time, and she's really getting into it. So that's been nice. As well as that, I took your advice and I've done some homework. I went off and I watched Gorgo. Oh, well done. Yeah, because following, I know Joe really is shocked now, I've woken him up, um, following our episode to celebrate our one-year birthday, I was hung, drawn, and quartered for not having watched the film that we were due to review, So, I, I, yeah, which was great, you know. Which
4: happens more often I, than yeah. you think, to be fair. Hey, we're
2: going to be reviewing this film. All right, cool, cool, I'll be there. Right, Alex, you need to go and watch it. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, get there. Okay, guys, uh, what's it about? So anyway, I've seen Gorgo now.
4: Questionable behavior and monsters. That's it's, what it's about. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I really enjoy Gorgo. What a, it's good. It is a good movie. It good.
2: It's, it's, it's like good movie. not amazing, but it's just a, a very good film. It's—it's it's it, I like the length of it as well. I feel like for just slightly over an hour, about an hour and a quarter, it packs a punch. There's never kind of any pause where you think, come on, get on with it. So it's great and finally i've been going through resident evil 3 which had its remake recently and that is glorious i've thoroughly enjoyed that there are lots of nasties in that there you go oh are you playing the original then no no, no the, remake. the remake i, you are playing um, the remake, okay. I yeah I, I bought the remake and i've then been replaying two and i've been uh, i've just finished replaying four which has been great. I mean, 4 oh, okay. an older game now, but Resident Evil 4 is still an amazing game. I absolutely adore the shit out of it. I think it's fantastic. It's cheesy, it's camp, it's silly, but but it's good fun. It basically delivers the product so well. I'm going to stop talking. Joe, what a kaiju you've been up to.
4: As usual, uh, I've been looking at things that I should not be buying. And in this case, it actually kind of relates to the episode. I've been checking out Rebor. And for listeners that don't know of Rebor, they make a lot of really cool dinosaur figures. And what they tend to do is go after the figures that no one's made yet or kind of nostalgic dinosaurs, if you will. So in the 2005 remake of King Kong done by Peter Jackson, the V-Rex, the Vestatosaurus, is the uh, antagonist on Skull Island and Kong fights three of them. There really wasn't a good figure for that, but what Rebor did is they um, they made the likeness of it, but they titled it something different, which is what they do with all of their models, really. And uh, if you look up the model online, it's, I think it's Vanilla Ice, and that's what they called it. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's a canny figure. It's a decent size. It looks just like it. It's really good. It has some posability. Other things that they've done, um, they took uh, a concept, what if a xenomorph infected a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which that's a pretty cool looking figure. And then um, what drew me back in recently was, uh, whilst I can't say I'm a huge fan of the movie, I like it well enough, but I'm not a huge fan. uh, Disney's dinosaur, it's just dinosaur from back of the day, my favorite Dinosaur is a Carnotaurus, and the Carnotaurus in that film is wildly inaccurate. However, it's awesome. I mean, it's totally badass. I mean, like, that's way more badass than the actual animal was. So I really like that incarnation, and they've just uh teased and released the images of the Carnotaurus that they've done, which is based off of Disney's dinosaur. So I was checking all three of those things out.
2: When was that film? Because you say back in the day, is it that far back now?
4: Uh twenty years, yeah. Oh. It's ridiculous. Yeah, actually, uh, my daughter and I, uh, we watched Dinosaur the other day. and It was really funny because, you know, daddy likes dinosaur films and large, dangerous, scaly things. And Charlotte would much rather watch Homeward Bound for the fifth time. Oh, I love Homeward Bound. (laughs) Everybody likes Homeward Bound after they get over the shadow bit. And we all know what bit that is. Yeah. That was an interesting thing to watch with a six-year-old. Um, but yeah, anyways, we were watching Dinosaur, and I said, okay, Charlotte, because she's humming and hawing about it being a dinosaur movie. It's like, all right, well, we get five minutes in, and you don't want to watch it more. Okay. So we get five minutes in, on the buzzer. I'm like, okay, well, let's watch something else. No, 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 no. I want to see. I want to see. So it's like, okay, so how long should we watch? Well, just a little bit longer. We get to the point where they have just reached the nesting ground, like the hero dinosaurs, and they find out that the rest of the herd can't get in. And that's when Charlotte decided she didn't want to watch anymore, which effectively is like maybe 10 minutes from the end of the uh-huh. film and five minutes away from the film's climax. And it was just kind of like, this is an interesting decision on your part, but I will abide by it. <laughs> so... See, it's an
2: interesting one playing the rule of trying a film for five minutes and we'll turn it off if you don't like it, because I've played that rule with comedies where you say, right, we'll put it on. And if no one laughs within five minutes we turn it off. But if someone even sniggers, you carry on the five minutes from then. And I'm saddened to say that I suffered, and I do stress suffered, I suffered the happy time murders. And basically people kept doing minor sniggers and it kept the movie just kind of bobbing along. And it's like, (laughs) no, no. Like, Paul, don't giggle because that's what happened. and
0: that movie looked so bad. It's an hour and a half. I
4: think my movie.
0: An hour and a half my life. My, I won't movie,
4: back. my movie to do that for would be Airplane.
0: Oh, but that's a good
2: That's airplane. a good
4: film. Yeah. I know, but like, nobody could get through an airplane without at least going. Garr, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. the red zone is for loading and unloading only. No, Janice. That is the white zone. Don't we'll give me any more of your white zone. White zone. Shit again. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, just the opening bit with like the airplane and the Jaws theme. That was that was brilliant enough. But yeah, it's
0: picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue.
4: <laughs> Indeed, don't call anyone Shirley either. Right. So on to tonight's topics, folks. Um, we are going to be discussing the Alien franchise, in particular the Xenomorph, which in the previous episode where Ger- Derek came on, we were talking about the Xenomorphs and they do and do not quite defeat the kaiju parameters depending upon what movie you're really watching. And regardless of that, they're a cool creature, Mm. so they're coming on the podcast, and we're going to discuss them tonight. So let's start with the first film, um, appropriately titled Alien, with the tagline, In Space, No One Can Hear You Scream. And it starred Sigourney Weaver, and it's widely regarded as one of the greatest science fiction films of all time. So, fellas... First time you saw Alien. Let's go through the ranks.
2: I was on a holiday at 14 in Jersey, which is a small island in the Channel Islands. I'm saying that for any of our US listeners if they're a bit baffled. So just in between uh, the south of England and France, on a holiday with a family, and the director's cut had just been released at the cinemas. So that's early 2000s, people. And... I just remember being struck by the promotional material because that egg, that big green egg, was just on this huge billboard. And I was like, oh, shit, what is that? <laughs> and, you know, I, I ran...
4: That's I, exactly what one of the characters eh, thought, and it didn't end well. It, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I
2: shoved my head in that. It's like, what is it? What is it? I want to know. And I was too young to see it, but I
4: messaged... Alien's a great Easter movie, by the it, way. It, Tons it, of it is.
2: It is most definitely an easter movie i rang up my cousin neil who we had recently on the show and he was always that bad relative who would play me films that were too violent for me and he was like come on over 14's pretty old to be watching um alien most kids see it when they're when they're like eight and i'm like all right cool and he got out his little crappy projector turned out all the lights, gave me ice cream and tinned pineapple chunks at like 2am and was like, right, let's scare you shitless, Alex. I'm like, okay. And then he played me that. And because I'd heard so much about that scene, that kind of was like, all right, is that all it is? But what struck me was just everything else in the film. It's It's the tension. It's like, it just keeps building and building and the sense of momentum is always there. So yeah, I saw it about 14, and I still adore it.
3: Paul, when did you see it? Honestly, I can't remember when I first saw it. It's just been in your life since infancy, hasn't it? (laughs) I think I was probably around somewhere between 13 and 15. So I'll say I was 14 as well, but I would have watched it on TV. It would have been, I think it was on one night, and I recorded it to watch it during the daytime when I'd be safe. And, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the first one, it's just a man mm. in a suit, isn't it? Who's just, who's very rarely seen because yes. obviously the effects were, like, I suppose they couldn't really afford anything, anything better than a man, a man in a suit. But it was pretty damn terrifying because it was so intense, so claustrophobic, isn't it? That, mm. and it's just that, uh the bit when they're in the, in the vents and the motion track is going off and then he just, it's just that, just, just, just appears for one second. You hear that high it scream! Oh, oh, it's so good, so good. Oh, the bit with
4: Dallas. Yeah, the bit with the bit in the air events with Dallas. Like, I think I, I dare say, that was the yeah. big jump for me.
3: Yeah, do you sorry? I mean, like, like um, I can say, um, I think it's in Spaceballs. You see a chess come out at the end of the film and dance along the um, like bar.
0: With, so with John Hurt, yeah, <laughs> yeah with yes, these
3: yes, yeah, 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 yeah that's great. So you see <laughs> things like that, and he even I just says, oh
2: no, not again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and That's it. You can. See, I, I think I, I probably saw that before I saw the Alien. So it's mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's things like that that you, you're exposed to them as kids in other things, and then it's oh. yeah, they could, I suppose it didn't ruin it at all. But yeah, you see you see them, so you're kind of used to that. But yeah, that event scene, I you know, hadn't seen anything of. And so that scared them life out I mean. um,
2: of I do need to um, name the suit actor. I think it's important that we do that. It was, uh, I'm going to possibly butcher his name. Um, so it's was Balaji Badeo and he was from Lagos and it was his only film role. Sadly, he died at the age of 39 from sickle cell anemia. But um, it was a really, really important role for this Nigerian um, actor. So I did want to kind of, step
3: in there so sorry to interrupt you there paul yeah no no that's fine no well spoken yeah he did a great job he was terrifying mm. so you yeah, say so that's, that's my memory when did you see it eric
0: so um to joe's joke about it always being with me my dad and mom are very into film and so movies like the alien franchise the terminator franchise star wars star trek i literally was watching those as an infant so i don't remember a time in my life without those franchises um oh. i even saw resurrection in theaters oh cool. wh- when it came out um <laughs> like that's kind of just how i was brought up um and so i don't i don't remember what it was like the first time because i was quite young yeah. um you know I do know that I saw it before Spaceballs for some reason. I don't know the why necessarily, <laughs> mm. but um, but yeah, so I've I've seen them for yeah. my whole life. You know? See, Star Trek Next
2: Generation's like that for me. I can't remember the first episode I watched because it was always just being played for me.
3: Yeah.
2: It was always on yep. the television at 6.45 in the evening and we'd be having dinner and it would be on. And that music was kind of just sort of piercing in my head growing up.
0: Well, I was, I was six months old exactly when TNG premiered. And so my dad was always watching. Yeah. He was a Trekkie, yeah, too. It's so. nice. Yeah, it's nice.
2: Cro- the crossover's yeah. there.
4: Joe, what about you? So I had never seen Alien, obviously, when I first got it the first time. Mm. And when I got it, it was saved up lunch money. My friend Kyle and I were in it. Like, basically, he was having a sleepover at my place. So we went to the mall Wait, wait, how,
0: how, how old are you?
4: Ooh, twelve. Okay. So we got the film um, VHS, no less. Of course. And how, and we popped how did it you in. get the
3: film at the age of twelve?
4: I had facial hair. I had facial hair early on. <laughs> Anyways, um, biro. <Bye>, right? <laughs> they're supposed to check your ID, sir. The Sam Goody where the Sam Goody <laughs> where we went. They just did not care. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of kids come in, they want to see Alien, like, whatever. But um, anyways, we got it, and, you know, it was one of those things, like, don't know if my mom will like if we're watching this, so we spent, like, what What was it, $8.99 to get it, and um, we plugged it in, like, 10 p.m., and we were watching it, and we went in, like, oblivious, absolutely oblivious. And then the scene comes and you know like it just it starts you know like innocently enough and then it just you go down that rabbit hole and you're like oh dear oh 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 and like we just we actually paused the vhs and we just sat there like just like wow and then we watched and then like we went through it and i I said earlier that bit with Dallas was my bit. So like I knew what they looked like, but I wasn't expecting it to get that big mm. that fast. Or you know, like chase after people or whatever. And it was just like, <laughs> you know, it's just suddenly there. And it was really great because like we were we we just we were traumatized. Like we were scared that night. But then like the next day it's just like how much money do you have? Oh not enough to get the next one. <laughs> hmm. You know, like we we were just like we were like the next day, like we had in our minds, like it's gonna take us a month to get Aliens, isn't it? However, luckily, it was just like, hey, mom, there's this really cool movie, you know, like we really want to see, it, but don't have enough money. So, my mom unwittingly shelled out like what six dollars for us to get Aliens. And, like that was it. You get once you see Aliens, you know, like you got to see all of them mm. because it just it takes the concept, flips it on its head, and then adds adrenaline to it. But what I was always struck by in that film, and it still gets me now, is it starts so slowly. Yeah. But towards the end, you're going 100 miles per hour. If you can get through the first, what is it, half hour, 45 minutes of Alien? Yeah. Like, it just becomes a roller coaster after that. Because it does start. So slowly. And I think that's, it's really amazing to see the pacing of it. It just accelerates, but it's going, it's accelerating. It's such like, you can hardly feel the momentum, but it is there. And it's, but it's just like a a frog in a frying pan, so to speak. Mm. You know, like you can't leap out because it's already got you at that point. Mm. It was just one of those really fun experiences where I knew it was a scary movie, I knew it was iconic. And one of the things that I kept thinking through the first time that I saw it was like, that egg looks nothing like the one on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I think everybody does. Like, call me out if I'm wrong, but you're just like, that's not the egg. What the heck?
3: But oh well. Never thought about that until now. Fair. <laughs> first break time. Recently.
0: On the Heroes Podcast Network. Echo Station. Well what's the main um, think- what's the main plan that, that indoor the forest moon of Indoor? It's a moon. So it's there's a major planet, obviously, that it... Is the forest moon of Endor? Is Endor the actual planet, then? See, th- isn't that confusing? <laughs> yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Screen heroes. If the MCU gets that, then I really think that Space Jam needs to be part of the DCEU. Yes! Okay, because... <laughs> they have a big Marvel versus DC crossover where the Air Bud takes on Space Jam...
2: Man, we should write for these companies.
0: What it comes it's Airbud versus Bugs Bunny. That's, That's what it's right. all come down to. <laughs> One-on-one. Yes. Done. All right. And then, like, at the end, it's Galactus versus LeBron James.
1: And Squirrel Girl wins.
0: Oh, Redshirts and runabouts. Something we've talked about before, and other people have, but there's there's so much of real-life history involved with Star Trek. From Gene Roddenberry's days, his time in the military as as an, on a bomber pilot, as a bomber crewman, you know James Doohan serving, all these people and all these real life events that have impacted things. That's very realistic of political and military leaders kind of resigning in protest at a decision they can't control. Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more.
4: Hello, and welcome back to Kaiju Curry House. We are now on part two of our Xenomorph episode. Uh, Pesci had a slight delay. I think we had to get something off of his face and let him back in. Thank you, science officer Alex, for that. Um, Anyways, we hope to go through without any minor hitches. Um, We've left...
1: We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams.
2: The daring young man on the flying trapeze.
1: Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Products
2: not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
4: Off oh, talking about Alien and our first experiences watching it. And I think that's a fun place to do it. That's why I asked the question because it is quite a shocking film the first time that you see it. You don't, unless you've like, prepped yourself you really don't know what you're getting in for um we could talk all day about alien but we wanted to get through the original anthology which is basically up to resurrection we did not want to include any um pretenders wow so paul (laughs) sighing audibly for the third time (laughs) after i've said that i think this is the most reaction we've got out of paul i mean that that's where his passion lies um anyway uh we can uh, kind of move on to what we were going to talk about. And that is fun little quips that we've learned about alien. Um, I threw out that uh, Ridley Scott, the director of alien was originally going to have the xenomorph sign off as Ellen Ripley in her voice um, in the lifeboat, thus ending the movie on a twist, but he decided against it and he wanted to keep it a mindless killing machine, kind of like a shark. Any other uh, fun tidbits that uh, you guys know about it?
2: Yeah, I've got one. So Ridley Scott was a big fan of the writer Joseph Conrad. And Conrad wrote a book in 1904 called The Nostromo. And the main character in that book, the Nostromo, is an Italian expat. But his real name, when it gets revealed, translates as trust. And Ridley Scott wanted to kind of make an allusion to the fact that the mining crew on the Nostromo, their trust is basically completely exploited by the um corporation that send them out there. Um, what's that corporation called again? Wayland Weyland-Yutan? Yutani?
3: Wayland yutani Yeah, Wayland Yutani. Yeah.
2: So um Ridley Scott basically makes kind of references to Conrad's books multiple times. In the second um film, Aliens, one of the um ships the u s s Sulaco that's the place name in the book of the Nostromo in alien three um the the um so we start again edit it out in alien three it's Patna, and Patna is the name of the ship which sinks in one of Conrad's books called Lord Jim. So there's a theme there reappearing through the Alien uh, anthology where it's about kind of ships sinking, crew suffering. And a lot of the stories in Conrad's um, books, they're focused around people being kind of led astray by their leaders who are just interested in money. So there's definitely a link there. Anyone else?
3: Okay. Uh, yeah, you know um, Jones the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a scene where the same. The only like... thing
4: on that boat more evil than the alien. Yeah, harsh. Mm-hmm. It's harsh. Wow,
3: <laughs> not a cat person. Yeah. So the cat like hisses and and um, like backs away from the alien in one part, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. Well, Brett dies because of it. For God's sake. Yeah. It was.
3: Mm-hmm. It was working with
4: the alien. Yes. yes.
3: <laughs> the yes. whole time. Yep.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil yeah.
3: cats. Yeah. They they couldn't get it to do that. Um. You know, like the trainers whatever they're called the, the animal people so they got a german shepherd in and separated the two by a um screen and then when they wanted the reaction they removed the screen so the cat saw the dog and freaked out oh. and that's how they got it to like claw in his. Oh, right.
0: i guess that'll <laughs> yeah. do it yeah that makes
3: sense so <laughs> that's how they get the cat to act put a dog in its face
2: <laughs> um, the one fact that's commonly mentioned but it always deserves a shout out is that when the crew from the nostromo are going over to the alien ship and um, they actually got child actors in suits rather than um getting main actors i think it was something to do with uh, perspective i know it's definitely child children that are crossing over from the nostromo to the alien ship interesting
0: I'm a numbers guy, so the one thing I like to point out is that the first film financially was more successful than the following three. So in the Alien Anthology, the first film was the most uh, financially viable of the franchise. And is that comparative, or
2: is that just sort of, like i know i know it's difficult to compare profit it's straight up
0: budget versus what what was made at the box office so, okay yeah fair, fair, uh, fair alien made the most at the box office now aliens made more domestically here in the united states but if you take the international number it actually pulled in less than the original film and each film got more expensive uh as time went on and made less money as time i went think on. the
4: shocks were all out yeah yeah I think the shocks have kind of evaporated after Aliens which is why it was a lot harder to you know really mm. build on that concept. I think it's time to bring I in mean, Aliens. But yeah, let's talk Aliens. So obviously there's more than one now and that's the
3: charm. Quite a few more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's just obviously – it's, it's the big difference between a horror film and an action film, right? The first movie is a horror flick. The second movie is an action flick. They're both sci-fi. You, know? mm-hmm. uh, you have your space marines and lots of explosions and fire and um, more people in suits. It's much more impressive visually.
4: Yeah. I mean uh, it's just like the concept. They took the alien and I think part of the genius of it is that they turned it into like an ant hive or a beehive. So there is a cast system among the aliens, which every film after that has riffed on to some degree or another. And I think it's really what, you know, gave that species a lot of depth. So the queen alien being like the big bad um, Ripley, Ellen Ripley's uh, fight with the queen, I believe is probably like the ultimate climax of that film. And you don't see it until the very end because up until now, oh, gosh, these things like there's no end to them. They are hands down the worst thing that you could find. I mean, there couldn't be anything worse. And Then you see the queen. You're like, oh, yeah. Yep. There's there. Wow. But just. They it was wonderful because one's dangerous enough. And you know that going in because like you've seen Alien now, like wow, one's really bad, but you know this time the Marines have guns, like you know, let's see what they can like, what they can come up with, and then you find out that there's hundreds of these aliens, and <laughs> it's just they're getting overwhelmed. But oh, it was it's my favorite Alien xenomorph film. I think that I, I can't really call out anything about that film that i was i don't think wasn't just expertly done and executed
0: i mean i think there's there's some stuff that doesn't hold up particularly well over time some shots maybe um it's a little i I mean it just takes all of the elements from the first film and and multiplies them right that's all it really is instead of one alien you have a bunch instead of a couple guns you have more guns um and there's just big explosions and for a long time, the second film was my favorite in the franchise. But as I rewatch them, as I see them, and as I learn more about them, um, the first one has really pulled ahead from that standpoint. Um, most re- most recently, it was a, a casting thing that really bothered me in Aliens that I just had never known before that I discovered during this past rewatch here um, that has to do with a character in brownface i guess uh private vac vasquez uh is a badass she is super cool and um really a-, a force to be reckoned with until you find out that the actor that portrays the character is whiter than i am and that really bothers me and it kind of stains the film a bit
2: it's a tricky one because that character is so loved and so quoted and I know that when you kind of, you opened that dialogue uh, recently on originally Slack, and we kind of carried that on to Messenger, I can see why it totally tainted kind of your love of that character. Because um, um, Goldstein, Jeanette Goldstein, she's the foster mum in um, Terminator, so, uh, yeah. Terminator yeah. 2, isn't she? And I, like, I crapped a brick when I uh, realised, because I was like, oh, oh. Oh, that actress! Oh, yeah. Oh, she. She. No, she's not. Um, she's not a woman of color, is she? <laughs> Yikes. Um, and I know that again, it's something that you can spend an entire episode and more kind of exploring. You know why that's a problematic element. Um. Because I, I said to you that when I went back and re-watched Short Circuit, realising that one of the main characters isn't, in fact, South Asian, it's a man with brown face doing a sort of, a, well, in very comment, a corner shop Indian accent. It was like, oh, no. Um, but Short Circuit hurts more than aliens for me, I will say that. And, and how, do you, how do you follow on from uh, opening that can of worms, Derek? Look what you've done now.
0: It's a tough one, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've loved these alien movies since I was a kid, like I said. And it wasn't until I was just rewatching it at the age of 33 that I made the connection about who the actor was. Cause I never, like, I never bothered to look, mm. right? Yeah. When I, when you watch these movies, I mean, I was seeing the first movie when I was like five years old and I wasn't, I didn't have internet. There was no IMDb to look up who these people were. Yeah. I just assumed that that's what she looked like more or less in the real world you know um so when i finally looked it up and i made that connection that she is the foster mom in Terminator <laughs> yeah. two, um, and dug a little deeper it just i don't understand the i don't understand why they had to go that route frankly you know um, so where and- where
2: would you target the frustration sorry to interject there where would you target the frustration would you target that at cameron would you target that at the actress or both like how, how does it work like, how do you reconcile? Um, I, mean, I think it's the casting office, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's okay.
0: the thing. It would be the casting office, which could be Cameron as well, right? Every director handles casting mm-hmm. in a slightly different way. So I'm not going to exonerate Cam- Cameron because I just don't know his involvement. But absolutely, whoever was responsible for casting, it that's on them. If they really wanted somebody with that type of skin tone to portray a particular huh. style of character, then they should have cast appropriately. Yeah, yeah you know this this is an 80s film a, a second half of the 80s film this isn't it, it was never appropriate to do this ever you know but it was still like not even that long ago <laughs> no you know um and i don't really remember short circuit i haven't seen short circuit since i was a child i remember johnny 5 and that's about all mm-hmm. i remember from it so i can't really speak to that but you know knowing that a 1986 massive budget action film had a problem like that is just and it's like other than ripley is the only female character in the entire film uh it's other than the pilot i guess um is disappointing and she's
2: become such a prominent character and very tropeable because when i went to see um avatar you know cameron's avatar rather than you know the good one um immediately was that a good movie <laughs> rather
4: than the good one excuse me no no no,
2: no, no. No, 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 no. Is it what, no? So, okay, all right. sorry. I'll clarify. I'll, clarif- I'll cl- wait, wait, wait. Wait. What? No, on. no, no. Right. I feel attacked.
4: This is a very no, important no, right, question, no. Alex. Are you talking about
2: fern gully? Because fern right. gully is wonderful. Both of you piss off. Right. Listen.
4: <laughs> no, I think you've got us pissed off. <laughs> no, I mean,
2: is in the. I mean, is in like the TV show. Is the good Avatar? Oh, uh, is it? Uh, I know.
4: I will accept this answer. Right. I.
2: I know of which I speak. It's okay. Right. Anywhere. Good grief. So, when I went to see Blue Avatar at the cinema, on watching Michelle Rodriguez's character Trudy, I found myself thinking, ah, it's like the chick from Aliens, it's the badass Hispanic character, and it was very much a sort of copy and paste job, if that makes any sense, Derek?
0: I can I can definitely see that um, Michelle Rodriguez has, has played that role for quite some time now you know especially you look at the Fast and the Furious franchise as an example um, and it's tonally it's a similar character there's there's no doubt about it um, and you know my, my answer would be if an actor like her and obviously Michelle Rodriguez was not available in 1986 a no. role she's way too young um, but if there wasn't somebody available who you could hire to fit that role then you would change the yeah, character play, yeah, exactly. right. You know, it's it's a sci-fi film with a group of Marines, and if you're gonna try and have a diverse mm. cast, then you have to have a diverse cast. So that would that would be my stance on it. Paul, what do you think of Aliens? Because
2: you've gone very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you just you're you're licking your wounds, aren't <laughs> me, you, about yes. Short Circuit, whilst <laughs> Joe kind of slowly reduces from a heavy simmer <laughs> about Avatar. Yeah. Uh.
3: Uh, no, I love Aliens. It's the first film I saw in the franchise. Um I first time I watched it I got as far as the nightmare of the chessburster scene and couldn't watch any more, too creeped out. Um and then later on I managed to watch it and just thought it was absolutely fantastic, and then that's when I went to watch Alien afterwards. So Aliens was my introduction. It it's mm-hmm. so I, I love that I love the you know the marines the the band between them, the fact that although we say it's an action film, it does start off just still like you know it's still very intense. We we know something's gone wrong at this place. You know, if you haven't seen the special edition, obviously there's we're just watching marines find out what's going wrong, and then suddenly all hell breaks loose. And I think it's got just the right yeah. balance between story building and um, building the characters, and then just full out action. So I. I absolutely love it. It It's my favorite in in the franchise. Mm.
2: And then that paves the way rather beautifully for
0: Alien 3. Which... Which Which uh, is
4: the least beautiful of all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man. I remember that movie being a lot better than this rewatch. I'll tell you Really? (laughs) In my head, because I I hadn't seen it in quite some time. I I rewatched the first two on a fairly regular basis, but i hadn't seen three in a while and i sat down with my wife she was she was gonna watch it for the first time and i kind of I, I hyped it up a little bit because i remembered it being better than it was <laughs> and that's a it's rough three three is a rough movie in what way do you think of it as rough well uh R- from a technical perspective, like the special effect <laughs> 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 um, well, like the the special effects are obviously a huge step yeah. down. Um they they didn't have the man in the suit, they had an animated xenomorph, which meant it could do more unique movement, but the CGI animation work just wasn't there. Even though the budget is massive compared to the previous two films. Like the first film was They had a higher budget. Two, no no no, so huge budgets. The first film is ten and a half million, aliens is seventeen million, alien three is fifty-eight million. What? Okay, it was a massive jump budget-wise. What did they spend that <laughs> on? The yeah. cast because it has a good cast. Mm. Uh, the actual actors that were hired are good quality actors. They're good. They're good cast members. But the special effects are poor, and I think the story is pretty terrible in a lot of ways. And writing killing off Newt and Hicks off-screen is okay. just insulting.
4: So this is the thing. So I saw Alien 3, and I hated it the second that Hicks and Newt – spoiler, by the way <laughs> – yeah. die. So, however, um, prior to that film being made, Dark Horse took charge after Aliens, and they came up with an entire plot. Hicks, Newt, and Ellen are doing all sorts of great stuff, and they, but it's called Earth War. And the aliens, basically, um, the company gets them, and they're studying them on Earth because that's an intelligent thing to do. And guess what? They get out. So um, you know, it's like the United, like all the nations and everything, like they're going after them. They're nuking them. You know, like social isolation, blah blah blah. But um, basically that just accelerates the evolution of the xenomorphs and it changes their behavior. And I think like basically like the humans were winning two thirds of the way. And then that last third of that conflict, the aliens just overran them. So the human beings had to retreat from earth and the story, I mean, like there are a few rescue missions to go to earth and like find people Or like you know, like there's there's like a side plot of a little girl living with her quote unquote uncle, who's looking after her on an alien-infested planet, and like it comes to that, Ellen Ripley, Hicks, and Newt they decide that they're going to go to the Xenomorph homeworld, capture the original queen, put her on Earth, and all the aliens will flock to her, and that's where they nuke them. Which is a bit simple, but at the same time, like, it's a heck of a yarn. And there's a fella who uh, has the channel Alien Theory on YouTube. He basically reads all of those comics to you, and he makes a motion comic out of it. And he does a fantastic job. So if you don't like that, nukes, that Hicks and Newt were killed in Alien 3, pick up uh, Earth War... And Or you can go to the Alien Theory channel on YouTube and listen to them, because he has them listed in chronological order as a playlist. So Dark Horse did us right on that one.
0: And there was an, an, another Alien film that had entered pre-production, but got shoved yeah. that was going to ignore 3 and later. And oh, yeah. And be a direct sequel where Hicks's face was messed up and so forth. And I mean, we're kind of at that point now where a lot of sequels are ignoring some of their previous films yeah. you know terminators done it.
3: that's it yeah uh,
0: x-men's well x-men's even more complicated because they do a bunch of timey wimey stuff um, halloween. uh halloween
4: it's wibbly wobbly
0: ju- i mean jurassic has done that <laughs> god halloween the yeah Holo- did halloween
4: jurassic t- do that did jurassic do no that?
0: jurassic hasn't done that ju- jurassic jurassic Worlds, jurassic world basically ignores that two and three happened it actually doesn't yes it does <laughs>
4: No, it doesn't.
0: It totally does. <laughs> you,
4: actually, you actually find out on the Marsonic Global that the Spinosaurus in Jurassic World 3 was their first hybrid, and it was created illegally on Sorna without anybody knowing, which is canon with uh, Grant's character saying it wasn't on InGen's lists. It was their first go at doing it. And that also fits in with the fact that Spinosaurus doesn't look... Like the one that Ingen had on Isla Sorna, because Spinosaurus basically had little wobbly duck feet and a huge fin on its tail, as we now know in the last few weeks.
0: Well, most of the dinosaurs don't look correct in Jurassic Park.
4: <laughs> yes, and Henry Wu comes up with a great yeah. line for why they don't. That's
0: fine. No, no, no. That's fine. They 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 retcon the hell out of that, and it's fine. But
4: <laughs> so why
2: did David Fincher um, remove his name from the film? I have got that right, haven't I? That like
0: i mean you know is- well no he, he he's still definitely the director of the film any version of that movie you buy he is the director
2: okay so i'll I, I possibly frame the question wrong because from what i understand after the release of it he kind of absolutely hated it and was like i don't want association with it okay his name might still be on there but
0: he's like I, talk away because i'm, I'm going to try and find the exact quote about it there's a lot of production issues with three where the studio and and david butted heads quite a bit about what to shoot when to shoot it how to shoot it how to cut it and edit it together as far as the alien franchise is concerned he he had the least amount of control okay right so it's like a post-production hell for him uh, not even post-production. It was during production. There were scenes he wanted that the studio stepped in and told him no and vice versa. Um, stu- scenes that the studio wanted that he did not mm. have any interest in. Um, they really overstepped quite a bit. So that's why I don't blame David for it. I don't know that it's one person's fault. I think it's that it's what happens when a studio doesn't let the director make the movie they hired. Him yeah. for.
2: Okay. Uh, I mean, have have Paul sure and Joe enough. got any opinions on David Finch's involvement?
4: No. I just didn't like Alien 3, to be fair. Yeah. It's a hard movie to like. I still don't think it's a bad film. A puppy... A doggy dies in one of them. <laughs> in one of the versions. A doggy. Yeah,
3: one of the versions, yeah. A poor doggy. But then in the other version, he doesn't die. I
4: mean, the way, I, the way how I had it explained to
3: me was that...
2: Alien 3 kind of, like, tries to return to what made Alien good by just having one xenomorph, but it doesn't quite do a good job of it. So where Aliens does lots of xenomorphs very well, and it's kind of unashamedly an action movie, Alien 3 returns to its horror roots and yet isn't great in its execution.
4: They... They tried all the surprises at that point. This is the this is the thing that uh, I said earlier. So once you learn like what happens after the facehugger gets you, and you know like once you find out what it is, and then once you introduce the element of a bunch yeah. of them.
0: I think you could pull it off. I think you, you just need better special effects and a better story. I mean, it, the Xenomorph looks terrible in this film. I think it looks the worst out of any film in the Alien universe. And when you add in the fact that you have mostly unlikable characters because they're all horrible criminals, and you have like an attempted rape scene, which is completely unnecessary and tangential to the entire plot of the film, and you kill off fan-favorite characters off screen, it just becomes sad.
4: Yeah. I mean to be fair, I mean like the scene where Ellen is forcefully, you know, put down and everything, I mean like they are like really sketchy cons in an ex penal colony. I mean, whilst it is a derivative thing, it's not totally inconsistent with how you might expect them to act in a very rough quite graphic film it was a very graphic film now that i think of
3: it like it is the most it, graphic it was, of the original it was three dark, definitely Be- i mean that's because they
0: were trying to go for the horror
3: present of way to make it different yeah, yeah Good um,
0: but I, don't, I just don't think you needed that that undertone of them being these horrible prisoners it could have been a mining camp didn't have to be a prison right that was a story decision it could have been a mining camp right where that's just an all-male mining camp for some reason Mm -hmm. i mean it's this it's the distant future (laughs) like just throwing a line right like come on
2: i've got some quotes here from um david fincher he says that i think audiences find it pretentious and ponderous and resent the fact that it's not a scary scare movie it's a queasy scare movie which kind of reinforces your point guys about it being you know like very visually unpleasant
0: a lot of it for me, the unpleasant stuff is the interaction. It's how horrible these characters are, and I'm not saying that horrible people don't exist. it just doesn't make for an enjoyable film. I want to enjoy the movie I'm watching. If it's a horror film, I want it to scare me I don't want it to to be fucked up like that
4: <laughs> well you're 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 not emotionally invested in the characters, are you yeah, no. because they're all so horrible. I mean, like, you've got, like, the best of a bad bunch that you might be inclined to root for. But at the same time, it's just like, I I don't care. I mean, like, they're just getting their comeuppance, aren't they?
0: Well, and even Ripley, she's basically given up. She's so sad and beat down and depressed throughout the whole thing. And don't get me wrong. I would. she, She has every right to be. Yeah,
3: she's had a bad life.
0: But since all the other characters are completely unlikable, that's who your hero is and the only person you have to root for. And then she dies, too. And you
4: know she's going to die. Like, the whole movie, you're like, well, okay, halfway through, yeah. she's got one in her. Well, damn. Bye, Ripley. Jesus. I mean, like, there, there's just no out. It's just a depressing, mm-hmm. grody, I mean, like, full of terrible people. Like,
0: jeez. An alien doesn't need to be depressing, right? It's It's action, it's horror, it's suspense. There's some gore, there's violence, but it doesn't need to just be sad for two hours
4: sad and gory and unpleasant yeah why would we yeah we want to watch that movie for two hours yeah i wonder why hmm. there's
2: plenty of movies that are those things and i don't want to watch them there are plenty of gory miserable and cruel films that you're like
4: oh that's a great segue to alien resurrection there actually actually, it's a great segue for our
2: for our second (laughs) break because people have already stopped listening
4: Where are you, fella?
3: Ready to start your career, Kansas City? We're hiring flame sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.jobslash Kansas City.
1: It's a new year, which means new reasons to stop by QT, like drinks to wash out the taste of last year. I need more. And fresh snackles worth breaking a resolution. Pizza has tomatoes, so technically, it's a salad. Want to binge a new show? We've got plenty to snack along with it, like our new cheesy mac and cheese. Wow, it's like my wife's, but even cheddar up top. This is the time for new beginnings, and it starts at Quick Trip. QT, more than a gas station.
2: Hello again and welcome back to Kaiju Curry House. We're in the final part of this episode. I am Chief Science Officer Alex Wainwright, but I am soon to be demoted to Kitchen Porter at the rate that we're going. We have worked through Alien, Aliens, the mess that was Alien 3, and now Alien Resurrection. I have never seen Alien Resurrection because whenever I ask people about it, they always go, oh, please, what? All right, all right, all right, all right, calm down. I'll tell you why. Because whenever I say to people, oh, should I watch Alien Resurrection? They go, please don't. Don't do it. So I've never seen it. And when it came to getting in the notes for this episode, I decided, why don't you just rewatch The Good Ones? Paul, oh, man. how do you feel about Alien Resurrection?
3: I liked Alien Resurrection. I it it was the first film I saw, not at release, but when it was released on video. We rented it from Blockbuster because by that age I could get away with renting. Showing your age, Paul. I was I was close enough to the age to to get it then, and I I I I I really liked it. I don't know why it's got so much hate. It's got the special effects now that obviously Alien Three. We said how awful they were, but at least in my my head, I haven't watched the film in a while. I remember them being really good. We get to see. They' even more like walking without it being a man in a suit. Um, we get that fantastic underwater scene where we're seeing them swim around. There's, there's that scene where they're all they like they um was it two of them gang up on another one to kill it so they can escape. There's just lots of scenes that we couldn't previously see because of the effects, and we've got another great cast of um, crew with lots of of banter and their own stories and I... Ron Apart- Perlman, yeah, Ron Perlman's great. Winona Ryder. Sigourney Weaver's obviously back.
0: Winona Ryder is kind of the bright spot. I really like her character, Call. Yeah.
3: The ending is admittedly not the direction I would have liked it to go, but the journey to the end, I really enjoyed. That's my two cents.
2: Well, I'm going to go off and watch the film now, because you know what? Um, I feel like I owe it to you, Paul. Thank you.
0: No, you you should watch it. If you've seen three, you should finish and watch yeah, Resurrection. That's a good point.
3: If you watch three, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like if you watched Prometheus.
0: <laughs>
4: so I remember when I was reading The Lord of the Rings, I got all the way through the Fellowship. I got to the Two Towers, and I decided and I decided to stop reading at the end of the Two Towers. <laughs> like, gosh, that was a boring book. And then all of my friends were just wait. You read all the two towers and then you decided, no, that's enough. You're not going to finish it and read Return of the King? Like, yeah, it was boring. So then basically I got preached at and I went back and I read Return of the King, It which is a great book. But it was just – if you've if you've gone through the slog this far you might as well finish it the slog there's no slog
0: <laughs> and honestly i th- I think resurrection is more entertaining than the third one um to paul's point the special effects are significantly better uh you get to see a lot of xenomorph stuff happening and there's some cool moments the scene where two of them kill another one to escape i love that scene i think it's a really cool actual character building moment for the xenomorph species um there's there's a lot of good things in here there's also some really bad things in here um the humanoid alien at the end of the movie that paul i'm assuming was alluding to is (laughs) disgusting and gross and weird um the clone room where so you know spoilers but uh ripley's a clone because she died (laughs) in the last movie and she's not the first attempt there were seven others that went horribly wrong in various ways and she finds them one of them is still alive and it's again very depressing and sad and 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 disturbing and she has to kill it i
3: found that very i found that very disturbing but at the same time loved it <laughs> in the way that they went there it oh, was just man. like oh this is, is really interesting to see and it doesn't last long but it's like wow that is really horrific and the, oh, you also get to see the um, alien you're talking about the toy earlier where it um, spits acid that's a, a, like a new thing it te- it learns.
2: You say that, but in Alien, when they try and cut the facehugger, it sprays acid.
3: Oh, it's, yeah, this one this one literally spits it from its mouth, it, like spray. It sprays acid.
2: So rather than bleeds, it actually projects. Yeah, okay, fair enough.
4: It
0: actually projects. Back. Yeah, so it does have a lot of those good moments.
4: You want to know what I think about Resurrection? Go on, Joe. I mean, like if three was just harrowing to get through like it just had no positivity in it whatsoever it was just gore and sad and like people you just did not sync with resurrection's just like just i don't know but like i can't eat and watch that movie because it's just slimy and icky and gory and everything looks like a booger and it's just i mean okay that's what i get out of that film i mean like the newborn the birth scene like people being encrusted in boogers and it's just oh, like yeah. snot the whole rebirth thing yeah like i i just ugh.
0: some of the rebirth stuff doesn't really work either because they, they have the scene where they uh perform the surgery to remove the queen from her and then they cut to her back in her cell and she's like in a sack being reborn but we just saw her on a table totally fine a minute ago <laughs> uh so that's kind of played in the wrong sequence i think Uh, One fun note, though, there's a scene where they're playing basketball, and as she leaves the room, she throws the basketball behind her and and swishes it, and that's a real scene. She actually did that. It took her many, 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 many tries, uh, but she said she wanted to do it, and she did. So that's a real shot that she makes. No special effects.
2: (laughs) You saying, Joe, about not wanting to eat while watching Resurrection, all the sliminess to it, I've always felt like some alien film in the future should be directed by David Cronenberg for how kind of icky and body horror it is. I could see that. That, that That's it. I've got nothing else to follow up with that. It's just that I think about kind of Cronenberg <laughs> movies and how gross and disgusting and there's a lot of birthing in his films you know, like sort of bits coming out of people and it's, there's usually a lot of ickiness to it. But no, I have not seen Alien Resurrection so I will endeavour to do so.
0: Well what's impressive was- about it is it only had its budget's only two million more than the previous film. Mm-hmm. And it looks it okay. leaps and bounds it's, more sophisticated.
3: Yeah. And it's got just Whedon directing who everyone knows now, but I guess at the time. Well no, Wednesday. didn't know. Did he oh he wrote it Screen did he? Yeah. Oh, he wrote it. Who directed it? Uh
0: Jean uh was it Jean Paul Um Oh shoot. I know this. <laughs> Jean Pierre. Jean Pierre Junet.
3: Jean Pierre, yeah. Yeah. okay.
0: Um, seems like a cool guy, because if you watch the special edition of it, he uh, he has a little intro to it, and he makes a point of saying that he calls it the special edition, not the director's cut, because the theatrical was his cut of the film. Mm. And so he was ha- happy to be able to add some little stuff to a special edition, but he was very happy with the original product, which means the studio backed off, I guess, a little bit for him. Yeah,
3: it's interesting. <laughs>
0: um, it did make slightly more money than Alien 3, not a lot, but it helped. it was the first increase. Since the first three, each one made less than the previous. This one bumped things up just a tad.
2: And then there's a considerable mm. gap in time, yeah. isn't there, until the prequel movie?
0: Yeah, Prometheus is what 2012. Yeah, and Which... Resurrections 97? Goals
3: at 97. God, was it 97?
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, even now, even now, 2012 for Prometheus—that that's further back than I'd like to
4: think. It's like, oh, that's only 10 years. Yeah, I was so excited for
3: Prometheus. Oh, oh yeah, word. so was I. And then, you, and then, and then you watch oh. it, and and all our dreams came true. See, I, I, did I, I'm... they though? <laughs> no <a> joke. <laughs> I want. I to be. Bit...
2: <laughs> I want to be careful about how I go about with Prometheus because I don't want to start sounding like a Star Wars fan with the new films. But
4: <laughs> oh, it was the Phantom <laughs> Menace of Xenomorph films, to it, be it, sure. It, it was. It just.
2: Um, it hurt. It hurt.
0: Really, I think it's. I think it's the last Jedi.
4: <laughs> Paul's <laughs> face is just brilliant. Oh, that's for another day, I think. <laughs> I mean, like I was. I mean, like I was just looking for a pound of flesh there, Derek. But you just. <laughs> Wait. I. <laughs> straight with, with with the chainsaw gun and he... <laughs> i mean movies
0: especially science fiction very seriously
2: <laughs> i watched the trailer again and again and it's the thing that i've learned now is that how good is that trailer this is the thing though yeah. because oh. the, not very uh, what, what are you talking about really
0: I like the trailer. Get get away, get away, John.
2: Blocking you. Um, The (laughs) films that I've most hated the cinema, I think I've most loved on the trailer because films that I I watched the trailer on repeat and thought this is going to be the most amazing (laughs) thing ever. Yeah, you've hyped it. X Men Last Stand. I watched that (laughs) loads X Men Apocalypse. And don't get me started on Apocalypse because that hurt me more than Prometheus did. And trust me, that that's going somewhere. But the trailer for Prometheus is one of the best things I'd seen. It was like, there's, this is going to be absolutely brilliant. And then I watched it and I thought, why? Why? That was awful. And uh,
4: the thing that upset me about Prometheus is the, I mean, like, obviously David isn't human, but it's a humanesque origin to the xenomorph. And I wanted their origin to be far much farther back in time like I, I wanted it to be like
0: or disconnected from us
4: yeah 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 really? yeah that's that's really what i was hoping for and i mean like it didn't have to i mean like if they'd been you know bred by predators that would have been one thing if they'd been a completely in, independent evolved organism that would have been cool If they had a home world that would have been neat i mean there are just so many interesting directions that they could have taken with but no once again humans are to blame for this
3: yeah. terrible mess.
4: And I,
0: think- I want to be careful going down this route because I have a lot to say about Prometheus and Covenant.
3: Yeah, I, I want to rewatch them again well, now Can actually. we can we can we promise to
0: kind
2: of like return and then do a follow up?
3: Yeah. Is that all absolutely. right? Absolutely.
2: Oh, I'll have to rewatch them
3: again. I'm going to I want to re I want to rewatch Prometheus
2: because we could return and I could have I oh, genuinely do.
3: I could have by that point watched um <laughs> Alien Alien Resurrection. Resurrection
2: and I could have not watched Prometheus, so this is good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, so wait, so if we're gonna talk if we're gonna talk Prometheus and Covenant, can we also talk about the Alien versus Predator movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah yeah no sure why not um, because it is time Wolf, to st- Wolf
4: was awesome but his movie wasn't it's
2: time to wrap up isn't it oh well I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get in there before what? everyone else and I'm gonna say if nothing else play Alien Isolation ooh yes oh good shout yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and whatever platform you play it on it's usually worth every penny because i got it on ps4 and i downloaded the complete collection for something obscene like 12 pound and it's just absolutely fantastic you can play it in vr can't you no i mean, I mean you can that i don't know i can you i heard oh did, did i just lie that okay by the time you that did. we next record our episode <laughs> you will be able to play it in vr that is our promise to you as a podcast um, no check out Alien Isolation if you haven't already I'm sure you have but it, it, it's phenomenal it's such a
4: good game Joe so if nothing else I will recommend that uh, you do check out uh, Aliens Earth War and you go to Alien Theory on YouTube however um, if I can recommend the um, it would have been last gen's console so Playstation 3 and the like uh, Playstation 3 for me at least And uh, it would be the Alien versus Predator game by Rebellion and Sega. I think that they did an absolutely incredible job with that game. It was really solid. The effects were good. The gameplay was pretty good. It had multiplayer. It had skins. But what I found really enjoyable was you can play as a marine, an alien, and a predator. Uh, Oh, yeah. They had their own independent stories, and they all interwove. And the thing that I thought was really fun, too, is you could get trophies by what you did in those levels. So, it was a really fun game, it had a lot of layering to it, it had a lot of effort put into it, and I think that it was just it was really fun. It's really fun, but if you play as the alien, it's a great time. Nice. So, yeah. There
2: you go. Well, while everyone else is being quiet, on top of that, I'm going to suggest that you check out Alien Trilogy. Um that is going way way back and that was for the first PlayStation console. But as a simple, brainless shooter, Alien
3: Trilogy was absolutely phenomenal. Paul, if nothing else? If you're going with games, play the original Alien vs. Predator, also by Rebellion. I think that was back in '99 or 2000. Yeah. And that's absolutely fantastic. Um, if you don't want to do that, go on to Facebook and search for UKCM, or United Kingdom Colonial Marines. They're a group of cosplayers who go to events like Comic-Con, Um, so you'll see them all dressed up they've got the pulse rifles and um, smart guns sometimes there's um, an alien dressed up as well and they're all happy to pose for photo shoots and raise money for children's charity if you go onto their website colonialmarines.co.uk there's forums there about how you can make all the stuff yourself or just chat about aliens so a great group of people um uh, check them out
2: brilliant well th- um let's thank our guest um Derek, who is from the heroes podcast network which we are a member of he normally hosts on screen heroes and the soon to be restarting gamer heroes and as i understand it derek you also have your own star trek podcast
0: i like to talk a lot um but yes i do uh so <laughs> tuesdays are red shirts and runabouts uh it's the star trek podcast and starting this week they're they're going to alternate with each other is gamer heroes so we we are bringing that back uh and just i guess tomorrow or no last week when people listen to this episode what day is this oh, yeah. uh we are back in full <laughs> swing so please come check that out oh, brilliant and if nothing else Tell us Oh, I mean, I was going to be the podcast that you could listen to Gamer Heroes. I'm working hard on bringing that back. <laughs> um, I do want a second, Alien Isolation. That game is awesome. Uh, I played it on PC. I recommend playing it with the lights out because it is stressful and intense. And oh, yeah. It just feels like the first movie, you know, but you're playing it. Um, so highly recommend that. But if you like video games, please check out Gamer Heroes at Gamer Heroes Pod on Twitter. I will be your host. We will talk video games that's all i got
2: marvelous well thank you so much guys it's been a pleasure but by the sounds of it i've got some work to do to go one day and uh, watch alien resurrection so i'm
3: signing off thanks for listening folks and as always keep it kaiju thanks for listening everyone stay safe and we'll see you next time
2: this is ripley last survivor of the nostromo
4: signing off yee Kaiju Curry House is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and is produced by UK Kaiju. You can come follow us at UK Kaiju on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or find us at heroespodcast.com. Consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, and lots of them other great podcast findy thingies. Have a good one, folks!
2: Ridley Scott was a massive fan of the writer Joseph Conrad, and he named the ship, the Nostromo, after one of Conrad's books. Did he, any of you guys know that? I did not know that. Nope. Derek's, fro- Derek's frozen. <laughs> he's in shock. Are you there, Derek? It got him. The xenomorph got him. <laughs> no. No! <laughs> he looked at that bloody egg. <laughs> Derek, damn you. God damn it, yeah. I know my reintroduction was shite, but. Game over, man. Game over. He's, he's gone.
4: We're um, not he's left. letting him back on the ship. No, he's, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Wow. He's not getting past quarantine procedures, but there's no science uh. officer to save Derek. In Skype, <laughs> no one can hear you scream.
1: At Discount Tire, you can shop online and get the same trusted advice you get from the stores. Then just book a time that's convenient for you. When you get to the store, you can stay safe with a new touchless experience. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. It's a new year, which means new reasons to stop by QT, like drinks to wash out the taste of last year. I need more! And fresh snackles, worth breaking a resolution. Pizza has tomatoes, so technically, it's a salad. Want to binge a new show? We've got plenty to snack on with it, like our new cheesy mac and cheese. Wow, it's like my wife's, but even cheddar up top! This is the time for new beginnings, and it starts at Quick Trip, QT more than a gas station.